This is just a smidge more with Brandy Henson. I'm Holly Stillings, and this is Everything You Want to Know Without an Appointment. This is a weekly podcast where medical profession and real life collide. Thanks for joining us today. We are back in Marietta with Dr. Fru, and later we're going to be interviewing Dr. Blakian about Brandy's surgery, her post-op journey, and... I have every- a clear head now. <laughs> you feel good, don't yeah, you? Yeah, for better. Yes. So we have the wonderful Dr. Fru here. Thanks Hi, for joining how are you? us. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Again. And we just went through Brandy's post op, and this is her second post op um, examination, and mm-hmm. it went really good. And almost three weeks. And it's almost three weeks. Yeah. And you look amazing. Thank you. And so just to remind everyone, uh, Dr. Fru is the the body master here at Blakian um, Plastic Surgery. That's what we're calling him anyways. Right Do- Dr. Fru specializes in plastic and cosmetics, uh, cosmetic surgery of the be- breast and body. And he focuses on the body contouring and breast enhancement procedures such as breast augmentation like Brandy had, T-lift and mommy makeovers, and probably... A couple other things. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Whatever works, right? Yeah, anything for the breast and body, really. Anything, yeah. Mm-hmm. High and tight. That's, That's our right. motto now. Yeah. Yeah. Make things bigger, make things smaller, smaller, make things tighter. Whatever you want. Especially mm-hmm. on the questionnaire. Would you like high and tight? Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Brandy is looking super, super good. And she's a tough patient. <gasps> she is. I'm a stellar patient. Okay. We've I give talk- myself an A. I We've give myself ta- my own grade. We're going to be really honest in this episode as we always are (laughs) what are you trying to say well I don't know yet but what what we do want to tell everyone is what your journey has been like and part of cataloging Brandy's journey is she wanted to be really honest with her audience about what going through plastic surgery is like and the after effects and the risks and the benefits and and just everything, step by step, day by day. So that's what we've been focusing on. And we're back. And today is a bigger moment on the calendar than our last visit. You got some uh, strips off your stomach. What are those called, Dr. Fru? Uh, that's called the Prinio wound closure device. Okay. So why don't you go over, just remind everyone the everything that Brandy had done to the body. Start from head to toe. Start from head to toe. So from the neck down is Dr. Yeah. Fru's department. Neck down. I can neck help down. You. Okay, so what did we do for her? We revised the scar, two scars on her stomach that she had previously to make them thinner and more aesthetic. And then for her implants, we took out her old implants. We put in higher profile, smaller base width, more cohesive kind of gummy bear implants in there. We closed down her pocket laterally. We rebuilt her IMF because that's that lower portion that was kind of blown out. Then we redid her lift for high and tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we did. And my mesh. Oh, yeah. And then we put the <laughs> mesh in. That's right. We um, reinforced everything with a galliform mesh. Yeah. And it looks amazing. Thank you. Yeah, she looks great. It looks really good. And it took a little bit longer than you thought, right? It did take a little bit longer than I thought because her IMF kind of down in here, when it kind of gets blown out like that, it's hard to reconstruct it. 
on one side, but then make the other side match is, is hard. Yeah. You can get one like looking nice, but then to get them both looking nice, it takes a little bit more time. And then the skin needs trimmed and a couple other things need to happen in order to get that right. So for somebody like Brandy, when you see her in person in the consult, and then when you get her in the operating room, it, is it different once you start to take the skin off and start to open things up and, and look in there and you're like, oh, Wow, Close this up, is we're done. You know what? <laughs> I've never had that. I've never had that. No, we never had that. We don't want to. No, you're amazing. You really are. Um, so, so I mean, but like for you personally, like when you open that, you're like, okay, wow, this is going to be more than I thought. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. Did it happen honestly. with Brandy? Um, not when I originally just opened it opened up her pocket and saw the implant there's nothing really wrong in there uh-huh. nothing surprising nothing surprising other than the capsule is really thin so okay it's going to take a little bit longer to thicken it up and then pull it back together how does the capsule get thinner is that just through time through weight what what is it that's interesting i mean everybody develops the capsule on their own it's your own body's response so depending on how your body responds some people form naturally a thicker capsule some mm-hmm. people form a very thin one when i see people that have like lateral displacement and displacement of their implants. And that's what Brandy had, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Almost always they have a very thin capsule because it's not holding the implants in place. So you can kind of get an idea of the thickness before you go in. So you go in. Mm-hmm. Tighten those things up. Yeah. <laughs> Took out those old guys. Yeah. They were old. They needed to go. Yeah, they those were old. They were, were like flat tire kind of implants. They were a flat tire. They smushed yeah. to nothing. They smushed to nothing. Right. But they were big. I saw it in the video. Yeah, me too. Well, these implants aren't that much smaller. Well, that's where my They're question, that that's smaller. where I was going to go. They yeah. looked really big in person. Like, I feel like now mm-hmm. you look more condensed and like it, it fits with the width of your body and tighter and more cleavage. Mm-hmm. And that is from the ultra high profile implants, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's not from them alone, though. Okay, it's so like tell a combination us about of everything. Because very commonly, women will come in and be like, well, I want more upper pole fullness, so I need a bigger implant or a more projecting implant. And that used to be kind of like the old school way. Yeah, let's just pump it up and give you what you want. But the problem is almost always kind of down in here in the mm-hmm. lower part of the breast. That area is kind of opened up and stretched out. And once you tighten that up and kind of put it back where it used to be, like build a foundation for the breast then the implant can sit where it's supposed to sit and kind of give you that cleavage that everybody wants. Got it. And so with these ultra high profile, do you have to be more careful? Is it, it's the same type of precautions with a normal implant, like different implants, you still have the same type of precautions. Same precautions. Same, everything is the same. Everything's the same. It really just depends on the placement of the implant. If it's above the muscle or below the muscle. The one thing we did talk about with these ultra high profiles is it's pretty uncommon um, because they're so projecting and so narrow. Sometimes they can flip. Interesting. Inside the body? Inside the body. Wow. So if it flips, you can tell easily because the breast loses its projection and shape and looks a little flat. Mm -hmm. And then you just have to flip it back over. But you can do that manually by like touching the patient. And how do you feel, Brandy? I feel fine. And you love it. I do. I really do. You think really they look happy. so good. You're so yes. happy. Mm-hmm. Which she is a tough customer. Like, so to get that response out <laughs> I know, of her. I was worried too. I know. I was worried too. I was worried for you. I Thank was like, you. you seem like a Thank nice you. man. <laughs> you guys are making me sound not very nice right now. Well, what I will say is that you are extremely particular when 
looks and precision and everything involved, which is why you do what you do. That's why you're so good at it. Would you disagree? Well, just say it's yes. It's just OCD. But yes, just thank say you. yes. Well, that's okay. That's OCD. Okay. That's fine. That's it's fine. only a disorder if it affects your life. That's true. Well, yeah. You can channel it into your work, right? That's right. Yes. And that's what you exactly. do. Mm-hmm. And exactly. And that's what you do. But it's the grounding mat he's sitting on. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. So today, this is so funny. So Brandy did have it. You had a little spot underneath your nipple that you were a little concerned about. That I thought I had neck fashion. I was dying. (laughs) Tell us about that. Because you're going through your plastic surgery journey. And if you've had something done and you're going into week three, and I would say it is very common to have a little thing or whatever that you see at, you're at home, you're changing, you're taking it and you're like, oh gosh, what is this? Mm -hmm. And the best thing you can do is to contact your surgeon immediately. Correct, Dr. Fru? Yeah, of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah, I text Ashley. Okay, so. and <laughs> Or somebody in the office well, so they can get it to And me. Ashley is Dr. Blakian and Dr. Fru's. Right hand. Right hand. Brain. Magic trick. She runs everything. She does everything. And so Brandy texts Ashley. No, so, okay. So I did a little more than I should have done yesterday. Okay, like, which was I actually what? put like a scrub top on so my arms did go over my head. I worked all day. Like. I probably did a few things I shouldn't have done. And Dr. Fru, let me say, is very particular. Like, do not lift your arms above your shoulders. Like, you're... But Basically, I had to put a shirt like, on to go to work. Your elbows are glued to the side of your body <laughs> yeah, from the yeah. next foreseeable future. You can brush your hair. No, I can move them to shoulder height. Oh, yeah. you can, today you can. Yeah. No, no, no. You can. <laughs> oh, He's so getting funny. nervous. No, this happens all the time. <laughs> He's getting very nervous. You can certainly always move your arms up to shoulder level. But when I like tell people don't go above your shoulders, for some reason they're always like, "Okay, I'm gonna stay like this." I'm like, "No, no, no, you don't have to do it." And they're like, "I'm gonna do it though." Uh huh. I'm like, well, "Okay." I, it's like a natural like thing to want to move. But your I don't want to mess anything up. No, you I'm don't. Now cut off from surgeries for a while. Yeah. So if you mess it up, you're done. <laughs> Just Traff said you're done. I'm pretty sure not because he's a boob guy. So I'm pretty sure I'd be right back in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not gonna take any chances right no, now. I'm not gonna no. push my luck. No. So I got home. I took the strip like the silicon strips off and there was just one little spot that looked like it opened and in my head I'm over two weeks out I don't think it's really neck fash I don't it didn't look infected it wasn't hot it didn't hurt but that's where your mind but it goes. wasn't there in the morning right so mm. I did I sent a picture to Ashley and it was fine put some newborn in a band-aid and it was fine mm-hmm. And what was it, a stitch? Yeah, so I think it's either there was a little stitch tail poking out, and the skin must have been weak, so when you peeled off the silicone scar strip, it just kind of took a little top layer of skin off. But it's no big deal. And and for everyone who's listening, Dr. Fru is very friendly, and you feel very comfortable in his presence, but today when we were waiting for him, he walked in, and it was like, uh-oh. I felt like I was in the principal's office. I did, too, and I didn't even do anything. I was like, uh-oh. You're just guilty by association. Yeah, I know. I was like, well, I'm I leaving. Go to the bathroom. I'm leaving. <laughs> no, I mean... He's just like, okay, let's get down to business. Let's take a look at this, and what did you do, Brandy? Okay. But it looks amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It really does. It's like a world-class difference. And your stomach scarring and the scarring on your breasts are literally like nothing. And Mm -hmm. you're like not even to week three. Mm -mm. I mean, I have seen friends' boobs that have been seven months, a year out. It's crazy, the scarring. Yeah. It's like nothing. 
It's really good. Nice job, Dr. Fru. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> He's yeah. very particular. Mm. He's a tidy guy. You can tell. Like when you take a look at him and you come into his <laughs> office, which we're at, he has this chair and it, it, we're like, what the heck is this chair? And he said it's a grounding chair. And so you sit in it, right? And Correct. it just vibrates. Well, it doesn't even vibrate. It just pulses um, magnetic fields uh -huh. on and off, on and off at like different frequencies. Uh -huh. So if you're trying to relax, there's a frequency. If you're trying to focus, or you're trying to get energy, there's like a different frequency that you put on and you sit in it. Did you buy this for yourself or did someone else buy it for you? No, I bought it from, well, my, my, my wife bought it for me. Okay, now we wonder. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. he's got one here. Yeah, one got one. One. She's like, okay, we've got one for every stage of our life. <laughs> but you're going to have one ordered for we get I out am. The I took lot. a picture of it. I was like, I'm ordering this for my husband, Joel. And Maybe Jeff needs one, too. Yeah, we're... Well, I mean, I think it also helps me stay like kind of clear headed and focused because like you meet so many people throughout the day. Yeah. Not everybody follows directions. No. You know I mean? So sometimes you get worked up. Yeah. But like that's not the next patient's fault. Yeah, it's that's true. It's not Ashley's fault. That's true. So you have true. to come back and Ooh, like the patient so me almost paid for me. Well, well, I was wondering if the who, what did they do before us? Like, did they not follow <laughs> directions? <laughs> I don't know. That's HIPAA. I can't talk about I, it. Hey, that's true. That's true. I mean, Dr. Blakey was like, hi, how? It's nice to see you, ladies. Dr. Fruit came in and was just like, okay, let me see what's going on. What is going on here? What did you do, Brandy? <laughs> well, also, too, because she makes a bunch of jokes like, oh, I'm not a good patient. That's I'm not true. doing this. I'm not doing that. And then in and the that's photos. that's just not funny, is it? It's not, not to me. Fun. No, but no, it's not, not funny. <laughs> I'm not, but I am. Like, I really yeah. am trying to follow like, instructions right I agree. Mm -hmm. I do see it. It's, but there's some things that, like, if we do stuff for so long, we're just conditioned to do it. Yes. Yeah. And if you're just, like, a go, go, and go you person. Forget, you forget. And you forgot you were brushing your hair. And you're like, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got to have basic hygiene. I mean, <laughs> brush your teeth or do in you? your hair I mean, and get you know, it's just, what, six months of no hygiene. You'll be okay. <laughs> You'll be okay. You won't be my friend after six no, months. No, I wouldn't. But now I think you're past, you're past, well, you, that's not true. I shouldn't say that. You're not past a breaking point, And you're very clear about that. Right. And when we came in the first time, I liked what you said. And I remembered it because you said you, that was what, maybe a week out? Seven it days? It was still a little foggy. And you, and you said you are only seven percent healed seven percent what am i literally now? nothing like 12 that's and it. that's nothing either 15 yeah. it's really nothing in the first um couple weeks right the body's just trying to throw down a bunch of proteins to heal everything quickly it's not mature it's very weak you could potentially like pull it apart from like a big trauma yeah but that's why the restrictions for most things are around like six weeks because we know at six weeks you're like 80 percent back in terms of strength and any incision that you have. So that's kind of why that is. Well, and I think as moms and wives or women, it's like you're just, you're starting to go. You start to feel good. You're like, oh, I feel good today. I can wear this shirt or I can do this or I can vacuum yeah, or I course. can whatever. And you start to get in the motion again. And I think that that's why we're talking about this because when you said that percentage mark, for me, I was like, wow, I wish I would have heard that back when I had my oh, breast so you would have been a good patient? I was a terrible patient. Like, <laughs> I'm it makes not, you think a little bit more. It makes you think differently. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, gosh, I'm not even that close, but I'm feeling good and I'm looking good, but it's still not there. Yeah, mm. that's the amazing part, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, you, we can do all this stuff to you, take everything apart, put everything back together, and I tell patients all the time, like, in three weeks, you're going to forget about it. 
you're going to do something that you shouldn't do because yeah. mentally you recover so quick, but physically it always lags behind. Yeah. yeah. So be careful. I am. I'm, I really am trying to listen to the rules. And let's talk about your stomach. It looks amazing. It looks amazing. Tell everyone what you had done there. So you had some scar revision. Yes. And you. This is like my fifth or sixth scar revision. And that really, it, was that a big part of her surgery or did you feel like that yeah, went how pretty long did that take? Pretty fast. The breast definitely took longer, yeah. right, for sure. But I wouldn't say like the abdomen was just like an easy piece of cake, right? Mm-hmm. Your yeah. abdomen is very tight, you're very thin. And we people have tried before to revise it, and it didn't work. Yeah. So like the stakes were a little high on that one. No mm-hmm. pressure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no pressure. No, but you can barely see the incisions. It's, I think it in looks six amazing. months a year, you're not going to even see it. Yeah. Now, were you swollen at all down there? I still am. My six pack is gone. There's no six pack. It looks right pretty now. good. It looked pretty flat. Mm. Yeah. So think of it like this. Even though the incisions like here to here, mm-hmm. I dissected from like here to here. And like here to here. So like it's sore double. So you took it down by half over here. Yeah, and that's why you probably feel like, oh, I have a little bit of fluid up here. Yeah. I'm a little puffy. Well, I feel a little puffy from like head to toe right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's all starting to go the right way. Yeah. You're looking Keep more your and more like yourself. Prize. That's right. You would always tell me that. Keep mm-hmm. your eye on the prize. Yeah. Good point. So that didn't, I mean, it didn't. That wasn't the majority of the surgery. No. The breasts were. It was probably like an hour on your tummy, the rest on your breast. The, the boobs are, time. it's a huge difference. So I have had over the last two weeks, some patients ask why go to the ultra high profile mm. versus the regular. And I tried to kind of explain to them, I actually even showed a few of them the picture because my implants were so much wider than my body. Yeah. So can you kind of explain why you would go to a more high profile if you have a more narrow frame, I guess, or a rib cage. Yeah, for sure. And it really depends on what the patient's looking for. That's why I, I talk to you a bunch before surgery. You talk to Ashley a bunch before surgery. We have to hone in on the type of look you're after because some women do like a little bottom-heavy breast that's a little bit wider, so they don't get the ultra-high profile. They get a moderate or a full. But some women want to be more narrow and more projecting, and they want a lot of upper pole fullness. So then you're either going to get the full or you're going to get the ultra-high profile. If I know I'm going to go underneath your muscle anyway, I'm more likely to pick the ultra-high profile because you have that strong piece of tissue kind of holding it back, making it look a little bit more modest, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Will mine stay up here? I, want, I hope they do. And how <laughs> yeah, much, right? That's the whole point. I don't want them to That's drop. I want them to stay right here. Someone's like, oh, they haven't dropped yet. I'm like, well, I hope they don't because I like when them right When do they, they drop? Are. Like, what's the... So drop is really like a technical thing we talk about for like first-timers underneath the muscle. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know... It has to get stretched out to accept the implant to drop down into place. And yours were under the muscle. Yes. They were under the muscle the first time, too. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So her pocket is already developed. Her pocket was too big. Mm -hmm. So now we're just tightening up the pocket. Mm -hmm. It will relax somewhat, but it's not going to drop like they did the very first time you had them done. Mm Mm-hmm. And we talked about a little bit about this in Brandy's post-op appointment, but we talked a little bit about under the muscle versus over the muscle. And mm. I'm 48, you're how almost old? 42, 42. So when we had our breasts done, like back in our thirties or whatever, everyone was going under the muscle, like no one was doing yeah. over the muscle. Okay. And now I feel like that trend is switching. Mm-hmm. What, why is that? 
Why is that? Well, you what, know, what do you, when you have a patient, do you suggest different things for different people? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All the time. Okay. So I'll do a lot of under the muscle work, but a lot of over the muscle work. And we really are knowing this nowadays because people like you guys 10 so years ago got this stuff done mm-hmm. and we can see the long-term complications of sometimes being underneath the muscle. Yeah. One of them being just the implants go down and lateral. The cleavage is always kind of restricted by where your muscles attach on your chest wall. So if we go above the muscle, if you're an appropriate candidate for it, you don't have to have that drop and fluff. We can make the cleavage very tight because it's wherever I dissect it. There's nothing kind of holding in the way. Yeah. The one problem would be on top of the muscle if you're very thin mm-hmm. over top. It's going to, to look, see anything. Yeah, you need yeah. to see the implant or it's going to look very fake and very like circular. Mm-hmm. So if we do that, then we it's not that you can't, but you have to have fat somewhere that we can take and kind of pad the area to kind of camouflage the implant. Fascinating. Now, can you go over the muscle if you've gone under the muscle previously? Yeah, I do that a lot for patients too, especially when they have like a bad chest wall, like a rib that's kind of sticking out or if they want their cleavage closer, but their muscles are kind of widespread apart. So we talked a little bit about our post-op rules for for Brandy. Are they pretty much the same for everyone? They are pretty much the same for any breast patient I do if the implant is under the muscle. Mm-hmm. If the implant is over the muscle, it's a lot easier recovery for oh, really? you with a lot less restrictions. Okay. Yeah. So if you're having it over the muscle, what's the difference? Like, I mean, in terms of like, do you recover like week two? Like, could you be working now. Brandy is on yeah. almost week three, and mm-hmm. you said you she could only lift thirty pounds. Right. I would probably I would still do that for my over the muscle patients, but they have less pain. The thing is, the inside pocket is very raw, mm-hmm. and people don't really consider that. Like once the implants are in there, you everyone's like, okay, great, they're good to go. Yeah. But the whole capsule has to form, and the inside of the pocket is is raw and rough. So if you're doing a lot of activities and kind of moving the implant across this area where we operated, there's a chance that you could open up a little vessel or vein and kind of start bleeding in there. So I still wait three weeks for people over top of the muscle, but they in general get back to working out earlier. And you need to give yourself the time to rest and relax and heal. Two days is a good amount. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's really, really not. I stayed in bed a full two days. Well, mostly because I was sick, but I was in bed two days. That was hard for you, wasn't it? It It was was very very hard hard for her. You could not lay in bed for more than two days. I know I couldn't. Neither could you. Oh, no, it was. Mm -mm. And the other thing is you were ready to go. Like she wanted to go to lunch. She wanted to do these (laughs) things. I wanted to do a lot of things that I don't remember. And then she'd wobble out and then she'd get really tired. And then that was it. Yeah, you underestimate the effect it's going to have on you in like at least the first week or two. And then it kind of bounces back pretty quick. But I think in our, our, you know, society, it's like go, 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 go. And if you're paying all this money. Yeah. To 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 look a certain way. Just don't. Just lay down. That's what you told me. I did, and I'm going to tell it to you again. Don't work out. Like you're not like it. Just when you left the room today, I said just let it go. Who cares? Do you really want to lift 30 pounds that much? Like, who cares? That's what I mean. It's just like a conditioned thing. I know. Everyone has that kind of stuff. You're going to live without lifting 30 Working pounds for three more weeks. Working out a stress reliever. Just mm-hmm. saying that. Mm-hmm. I don't That's, know. I'm going to leave that right Do there. Do something else. Get the, get the chair. <laughs> get the, <laughs> no, no, no. I work out still, too. Okay? Get the, chair, the no, high no. dose chair. What is it called? High dose? 
grounding a grounding chair <laughs> oh, I gotta work there's gonna be that chair tomorrow it is it is it's a grounding chair but you do need to have your rest and relaxation the other thing too is that you have to stay you have to watch your nutrients you have to stay hydrated your body is healing and these are a lot of things that some people just overlook they think I'm not moving so I'm not going to eat as much or that's a good point you actually need more protein more food after surgery you need more water you need more lotion you need to take like better care of yourself mm-hmm. than you did previously that's right yeah uh, medication management now you're not you're not big on medication so no, you I took your and i'm on the floor <laughs> and you got so we didn't talk about this you got so sick from your anesthesia i honestly think that and not being able to see right away that was the worst out of all of it i mean pain i'm not i'm not and i said this in the other podcast i'm not saying i did not have pain and i don't have pain but it wasn't, it was the anesthesia was the worst. And you just were so nauseous. Yeah. And that's very common too. I think from half the people we talked to, I would say it's about a 50-50 split on from what we, we you know, talk with our patients and we're in the mm, beauty industry really? and some people get so nauseous and some people get, I just have nothing. Yeah, mm. I would not say it's a 50-50 split. No, what would you mm. say? I say way less than 50-50. She's an so, outlier, really. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I like my own special group. Yeah. <laughs> and this it's is unfortunate. True. Group of one. This is one. true. Yeah, because we don't like our patients to be sick after surgery. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole recovery would have been fine if she wasn't yeah. nauseated, well, right? Well, and, like, what if something? What if they pull something, right? Because what if your projectile That's vomits? That's what I was and then afraid it, of. Yes. Because Everything's I was like, oh, south. no, I don't want to rip any stitches. Yeah. So I just ate Zofran on the way home got some injectables when I got home. Chad's just poking my arm. I can't even see. So I don't even know what he's putting in there. But um, it was, I thought, I I thought about that. Because even when I had my C-sections, I got so sick that Mm. literally when I, like I was vomiting and I was so afraid I was going to like rip all everything Everything out. Yeah. Avoid smoking and alcohol. That's pretty easy. Yeah. To, you know, that's, that's pretty a, obvious. Yeah, that goes without saying. Right? You know what was interesting, though, and that's the first time I've ever seen this, is on the consents for you for here. Mm-hmm. It said if you smoke, you get charged $1,000. Like if you get tested. Is that true? Oh, yeah, that's a real thing. Well, I mean, I know you yeah. won't heal well. How I don't do you smoke, test somebody but... for smoking? Oh, so like a I nicotine, will, like I, blood test or something. The blood test can work, right? But I do a urine test. Uh-huh. So we'll do it at your pre-op and then we'll do it on the day of surgery. Wow. So that's how bad it is. But it's sad well, that you have to do that because patients will lie. Oh, for sure. They will. Like, they will lie. Not many of them, though. But sometimes they're like, oh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. They don't. I mean, what I think they they're don't like, know. I just smoked a little cig around the corner before I came in. But well. other than that, I know right? I'm joking. Yeah, but, but they do, what they don't know is they don't know how bad it could actually be mm-hmm. right they yeah. haven't seen like a breast that has been fall fell apart or they haven't seen a tummy tuck that has completely opened because you smoked and so it, it seems like a fairly harmless thing mm-hmm. but when you have the complication you're like oh yes. no, I thought it was genius I've never seen that before so did but you have like, a bad complication which made you put that into place no but I've seen them in residency okay so since residency you're just like that's it don't I've take any a, chances but then I've had a couple people like get around me with the smoking right yeah so I test them early and then they smoke later and you want to like, you want to be on the honor system but you just can't for some some things i will honor but stuff like that that i know better and it's my job to keep you safe absolutely it's my job to keep you healthy and it's my job to make sure your recovery goes according to plan and if i know i can augment or change something to make that better if you're mad at me sorry yeah but like that's what needs to be done we don't have to be best friends 
Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. I just want you to look good when you leave here. <laughs> right? Go. And stay looking good. And stay looking good. We can be friends, though. Maybe yeah. not best. But. That's right. <laughs> and then compression garments are a big deal. Yeah. So how long do you... Actually, I didn't ask this, and that was another question. Yeah. How long do you wear the... Like the this, bra? The bra. You can definitely change out to a different sports bra of your liking at this time. I just prefer that it zips up in the front. Okay. And then it doesn't... Um, cut into your incisions under here. That's the okay. big thing. Like the underwire under here for like the first month or five weeks or so is just too painful after a couple hours. Yeah, I wouldn't try to put a bra on right yeah. now because mm -hmm. it's still sensitive under there. But at about six weeks, you can switch out to like a real bra if you wanted to. If you wanted to. Here's the other question. And I got I get asked this all the time and mm. I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. Are you supposed to sleep in a sports bra or some kind of bra at night? Yeah. You are oh, every it. night dang while it. you're recovering. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, I mean, no, like after, after, after you're recovering. That's a really good question. You know, like I've never seen a study that has shown if it helps or not. Because I have friends that will sleep in them every night. I can't. Mm -hmm. No, really? No. Who? Ew. Well, don't say that right I'm now. Gonna, but I'm not going to out anybody. You'll tell me right after. Now. I'll tell you on the way home. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. So huh? I don't. And then I was like, wait, yeah. I don't want to mess anything up. So see, I'm a good patient. So now, now I'm asking, like, right. should I be sleeping in a sports bra forever? No, no, no. But also part of this point also, too, for the procedure, the Galaflex, all the internal work is to go bra less for a little bit, too. Yes. Like there has to be some times where you can go without a bra mm -hmm. as well. Like they're secure. They're tight. They're not going anywhere. Good. That's where I want them. Yeah. And let's talk about other garments, too. You didn't have any liposuction with uh, Dr. Fru, but like for liposuction, garments yeah. are a huge piece, of right? Course. And yeah. so talk a little bit about that and why it's important. So lipo is we inject a bunch of fluid into the fatty tissues right below your skin, but above your muscle. And then we cause a lot of trauma getting all that out, which causes a lot more swelling. So after lipo for the first couple weeks or month or so, you look kind of the same or slightly bigger than you did and then the compression garments put pressure right on your skin obviously and push that fluid kind of back into your lymphatics back into your venous channels and then your body can circulate it or you can pee it out mm -hmm. but it helps kind of with the swelling and the edema go down quicker yes now do you think lymphatic drainage massages are helpful absolutely i've, I've been doing them but yeah. you said at day six right is that around when you'll start them? Yeah, for big time lipo people, I like to do it like within the first week, like the first four to seven days. And then whatever the therapist recommends, normally like one to two a week for like yeah. six weeks or so. Yeah. I have been doing them and I think it does make a difference. I feel like the I feel like the lymphatic massages are really becoming so popular at, for a reason after yeah. plastic surgery. It's so important. I feel yeah. like everyone is pressing that. It's really important for liposuction because we're always worried about fibrosis, mm -hmm. like the scarring underneath the skin or the skin getting too thick, and so it's really really helpful for that. And working out. Working out. Is on a case-by-case -case, um, scenario with all the patients. Like, we have a lot of patients that are super fit, like fitness model type patients. Mm -hmm. They're the hardest because they need to, they want to work out like day three. Mm -hmm. So, and as a general rule, around three weeks or so, we get you back into the gym working out. You're working out the body part that is furthest away from the surgical site. So, so from, my calves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your toes. <laughs> your feet. Toes, my feet. <laughs> so, no, you'll be able to do your legs for now. But that won't put stress on my Okay, it won't because you're only going to be able to do machine legs. I can do knees down. <laughs> 
just pretend you don't want you're like in this mode of your life that you don't want to work out that's what did i want to be fluffy yeah just be like i don't care like i hate working out you know and then it'll play like a mind trick on you i don't think that's gonna be a look just try it you try it with me (laughs) but i would say safely you could do cardio now yeah yeah, if you're not foggy, you oh, feel really? pretty with it. Like, she couldn't run right now, could she? I think you could run. Uh, what? I'm not taking no any chances. Way. I'll walk. Dr. Fro. I got some big now. hills by my house I can walk up. You there think I could okay. run? Yeah. Wow. You could run. Stair, like the stair stepper? Stair stepper would be fine. Now, the caveat with the stair stepper is, like, you can't be holding on, like, pulling yourself mm-hmm. up, right? Like an yeah. elliptical yeah, or something. No, no, no. You can't be cheating on this no. stair climber. So, and also, too, when you go back to working out, you don't go back to the same intensity that you were previously at. It takes yeah. like two to three weeks to build you up to that. Yeah, you better tell my trainer that. because I need her number. Yes. Yeah. She will be, you, yeah. Just hardcore, huh? Yes. You just follow, you, you gotta follow the, you gotta follow the orders here. It's not I, no, worth I it. No, I am. Yes. I and am. I'm, I'm talking to everyone out there too listening because we've had so many friends who have had plastic surgery and they're like, I'm just gonna do this. And we're like, just don't do it. Like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Follow the instructions and follow up appointments. That goes without saying. Does anyone not come to their follow up appointments? Yeah, happens a lot more than you think. Oh gosh, I would think that would be the best part. I'd be too afraid because I'm a real follower. I would think that would be the best part. To what? Not show up to your appointment? To come to your follow up appointments. That's where you get all your questions answered and. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but if you don't have any real questions and you're happy Mm -hmm. and everything's looking good. And you're yeah. young. Then you're just, you're like, just kind of like, it. okay, cool, I'm good. Yeah. So like they'll I'm come back to the gym. intermittently <laughs> or something like that. But yeah, sometimes it does happen. They come back for the next surgery. Yeah. 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 When they blew stuff out, they weren't supposed to. That's right. Mm-hmm. Not you. <laughs> no, not me. I'm listening. Now with my surgery, going back to it, because even going in, we, you weren't sure what size yeah. implants to use. Right. Because you said you put in different implants and you didn't like them. Like mm-hmm. they were too small. Yeah. So how did you decide what size? The bee stings. Like, I'm really happy with The them. bee stings. The bee <laughs> yeah. Um, how do I decide the size? That's a really important pre-op thing. That's why I try to ask like a ton of questions and show some pictures to patients. Like, what are you actually looking for? Because high and tight to me means something different to you. Yeah. So I have to like get to know you a little bit and see like, what do you like over here versus here? Like, how are you really trying to look? Do you want this? Do you want that? And then I kind of have an idea in my mind of what you want. And it's all written up on the board, like it's written all over you. And then I just put in implants that I think are basically going to give me that look and sit you up and kind of see where we're at. Always do two different at once so I can see like, oh, I like this a little bit better than that. And then I just keep changing things out little by little to get the look that we're after. Yeah. Do you feel like I was direct in what I wanted or was I wishy-washy? Oh, God. Give me a break. (laughs) Well, Brandy. Because I, like, I, he's no, laughing. Because that is a ridiculous like, question. I knew what I wanted. <laughs> yes. Yes. You I were very said, timid about what you wanted. Well, no, Brandy. I knew what I wanted. I stated what I wanted, but yeah. I still yeah. said like whatever size you think. Like I wasn't yeah. saying like I need three fifties or I need three forty fives. Like. I, I mean, I guess that's yes. not my my. I think with you, it was harder for me to hone in because of how we met and how we talked and everything yeah. else on what the actual look you were going for was. Yeah. So once I get the look, okay, fine. But yes, it's extremely common for people to be wishy-washy about their implants. 
A hundred percent. How many texts? How many texts did you get from Brandy? Uh, I didn't get too many texts from. He got one after surgery, and that's because Travis made me. But the one. real question is, oh, how many did Ashley? Ashley. Okay, now now we're getting to the meat of we the sandwich. We have to phone a friend. <gasps> Listen, this is why I'm here. It yes, it doesn't matter. Ashley's too nice. She's not gonna. She's not gonna tell the truth. I can tell already. She's like three hundred and sixty-five. Yeah. <laughs> some questions (laughs) (laughs) but honestly like i we laugh about it and ha ha you ask so many questions but it's good because then every question you ask i get it and i'm like okay well then she's really thinking this Mm -hmm. and sometimes like you know what you want but it's hard to like articulate it yeah you know and i i agree so when you were explaining what you wanted and you're your previous breasts and how they were laying, you wanted to go, you wanted to completely shift everything up, you know, towards your, towards your chest and like, hi. And I thought, how's he going to do that? Like, because your, your body is the same. You only have so much skin like what, you know, the pockets stretched out. Like, how are you going to do that? And he did did it. it. Yeah. 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 No, but I think going into the first one, which this is my second, breast dog but going into the first one I didn't know what I really wanted because I didn't even really know if I really wanted boobs yeah so I just thought that size looked good I didn't know to say like I want them you know Mm -hmm. I don't want them to go to the side and how you said they're kind of nine years old but they were always like that so I knew Mm. what I didn't like about the first one right and that's what Mm. I didn't want for this one yeah so yeah well they look great and it's just in time for summer you're gonna look super fresh And Dr. Fru, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. You really so are. Much, yeah. You're so thank good. You. Like her scarring is incredible. It's gonna look so good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you okay. so much for sitting with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for it's having always me. So much fun. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to go to the best body plastic surgeon, call Dr. Fru. He's amazing. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye bye. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for joining us. The pink stuff, you guys, this is so amazing. It is a new product here at Reverse Gravity Medical Aesthetics. It is a lactic acid resurfacing serum. It is gentle, effective exfoliation and hydration without irritation. You can use this alone or with any skincare regimen. It is awesome. Come see us today.